Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Ida's leftovers. There's a lot of damage. Take us some time to dig out of this. Recover from this devastating storm. New York City is in a state of emergency. This is one of the most difficult storms since Hurricane Sandy. Ban abortion outright. That's what Texas has done. We will be putting Roe v. Wade on the floor of the House. Leave our citizens behind enemy lines. The unemployment rate, a post-COVID low. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome to the weekend. News and Views, and uh, Benny is off today, just Clark and I. Lots to talk about, though. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows questioned Joe Biden's promise not to leave Ida victims behind comparing it to his promise to evacuate Americans stranded in Afghanistan. Quote, Joe Biden just told hurricane survivors they won't be left behind, which would be comforting words had he not just said the exact same thing and then turned his back, leaving hundreds of Americans behind in Afghanistan. That's a great point. How can you believe this guy? (laughs) He said, my message to the people of the Gulf Coast, who I'm visiting tomorrow, he said this yesterday, he's down there today, We are here for you, Biden said, and we're making sure the response and recovery is equitable so that those hit hardest get the resources they need and are, quote, not left behind. I wouldn't feel real comfort with that, knowing that um, those words, his words, are pretty meaningless. So Joe Biden decided to uh, come out and talk about the jobs report, which was uh, now, he, he tried to obviously make this sound like it's not bad. I mean, we've, we've had growth in jobs, but it was a huge miss. The prediction was 720,000 new jobs. They actually added 235,000. It was uh, not a good report. He uh, admitted, gee, some wanted to see a larger number. No, some just wanted to see the number that uh, was promised by economists. Uh, It is not a good number, but yet Joe still does not get it. Here's what he said earlier today before he took off for New Orleans. Jobs in August, new unemployment rates. See if we can get that that, uh, fixed there. Uh, Bottom line was a little audio glitch there. Clark will get on it. Uh, bottom line was the uh, Biden and his administration blamed COVID for this, the Delta variant. And look, bottom line is drive around any town. Uh, you know, I was talking about the post office earlier this week and how they're not delivering the mail in a timely manner. I actually went to the local post office where our, the, my business's mail comes through and talked to one of the clerks there, nice guy, was helpful as he could be. Uh, but he just came out and admitted, which, by the way, you know, one of the few things that um, the federal government is supposed to do is deliver the mail on time. I mean, they, they're doing all kinds of things, but one of the things they're supposed to do is deliver the mail on time. Uh, th- that is not happening. There, there's a big sign outside the post office now hiring. They can't get people to say, they said, sir, the reason why you're not getting your mail is because we can't find someone to hire to deliver that route. It's a secondary route when the other mail deliverers 
delivery folks get back from their route. We hand them your stuff and your route, and then they go out and try to deliver it. Well, again, we've gotten mail about three times in the last three weeks. But nonetheless, it wasn't the fact that Joe is paying people not to work. That's not why we have an issue. Here's what Joe said earlier today. Today, we learned the economy created 235 new thousand new jobs in August, and the unemployment rate fell to 5.2 percent, the lowest it has been in 18 months. And it's no wonder that last week's Gallup poll found that 72 percent of Americans think that now is a good time to find a quality job. And that's the mark of an economy where regular people can see a place for themselves in the economy. The holiday Labor Day is about honoring the dignity of work, honoring the American worker, creating an environment where employers have a truly com- have to compete, compete for workers by providing higher wages and better benefits. That's what's happening. Wages are up, especially for working class Americans. Even with the progress we've made, we're not where we need to be in our economic recovery. There are two critical tasks ahead this month to get us closer to our goal and to take the next steps in our recovery. We need to make more progress in fighting the Delta variant of COVID-19. This is a continuing pandemic of the unvaccinated. Since becoming president, I've ramped up testing secured enough vaccine for every single American, and gotten 175 million Americans fully vaccinated. Still, too many have not gotten vaccinated. Today's report shows that the steps we've taken, passing the rescue plan and vaccinating 175 million people, make our economy capable of growing and adding jobs even in the face of this continuing Delta surge. There's no question the Delta variant is why today's job report isn't stronger. I know people were looking and I was hoping for a higher number. But next week, I'll lay out the next steps that are going to, we're going to need to combat the Delta variant. As we continue to fight the Delta variant, the American Rescue Plan we passed continues to support families, businesses, and communities. Even if some of the benefits that were provided are set to expire next week, States have the option to extend those benefits and the federal resources from the rescue plan to do so. That, not more federal taxes, state taxes, but they have the federal money to be able to do that. States continue to have access to a wide array of support, like help for schools that are reopening, help for child care centers to make them available and affordable, and other resources to help our economy get back to normal. The measures we've taken so far have brought America out of an economic freefall, steadied us, and enabled us to grow our economy even as we combat, continue to combat COVID. We are adding jobs, not losing them. The fight against COVID today is far different from the fight we were waging last winter. The second thing that has to happen in September is for the Congress, the House and Senate, to finish the job of passing my economic agenda so that we can keep up the historic momentum we've been building these last seven months. Listen, the American Rescue Plan is not the solution. That is the problem. Uh, And he wants to extend benefits. Now, what's interesting is the unemployment rate actually ticked down to 5.2%. 
Now, granted, they, they added 235,000 jobs. But one of the big reasons it ticked down is not because there are people in the jobs. It's because people are sitting home on their keisters, living off the Biden check, the, the quote, free money. I mean, this is Obama 2.0. Remember when, when Obama got elected and people were saying, oh, I, I, now I don't have to pay my rent. Now I can get a free telephone. Now I get free gas, you know, basically uh, <laughs> under Obama 2.0, known as Joe Biden. That, that's what's going on. People aren't trying to go out and find a job. I mean, you want to get a federal job, go to the post office. They're hiring mail delivery folks. I'm sure it's a good wage. I'm sure it's great benefits. You want a job? Go get it. People aren't right now. There's too many people that would normally be wanting a job, but. Hey, they're living off the, quote, free money. Listen, I know that COVID is real. I know it's an obstacle. But the bigger obstacle to our economy and to the jobs report is not the Delta variant. It's the Biden cure to the Delta variant. But, hey, let's not let a white uh, a crisis go to waste. So the Biden progressives will continue to blame the Delta variant. They'll double down on their demands that everyone capitulate and get vaccinated. That's, I, I promise you, wait for next week. Somehow they're going to tie this jobs report to the necessity that you have to go out and get vaccinated if you haven't already been vaccinated. And we've already talked this week about the new reports that have out saying if you've had COVID, you're basically in 27 times better shape than just on the vaccine. I mean, these, these are reports from Harvard, 70,000 people in this study. So don't come yelling at me. This is, what this, this is what the studies are saying, that if you've had COVID, you're in better shape with the immunities than you are if you just had the, the shot, the vaccine. If you had both, you're even better shape. But never let a crisis go to waste. They'll, they'll use this to try to push their uh, narrative, and they will use this that, and you heard them just now, they'll use this to say you've got to pass the $3.5 trillion boondoggle, which, by the way, uh, Joe Manchin's come out and said, I don't think so. So this is, uh, this is Obama 2.0, at, pure and simple, and he, by the way, went on, he spoke for probably about 15 minutes, went on to... Uh, regurgitate Obama's favorite line that the rich must pay their fair share. And he goes on to point to how corporations aren't paying income taxes. No, this is because they're not people. <laughs> the people that own the corporation are paying income taxes, but the corporations don't. 72% say now's a good time to find a job. Yeah, I guess so. Because there's all kinds of jobs to be had. Because Biden is paying people to stay at home. Stop and think about this. Now, I, I wouldn't have proposed this if I was the president. But if the president had just done something very simple and said, look, if you can't find a job, we'll give you X number of dollars. But if you go out and find a job and this is a new job for you, we're still going to give you some bonus money, which, by the way, these people could do. 
But in other words, say uh, you're not going to get as much if you don't have a job than if you do have a job. Why do I say that? Because people that are underwater, that can't pay their bills, they would actually find themselves with a little bit of a cushion. But what's going to happen? These people, and, and I'm, sure, I'm sure there are some people that are doing that, okay? There's some people that are doing that. But the people that are staying home because they think, I've got free money, I don't have to work, are they going to be any better shape six months from now after the free money runs out? No. And they're probably going to be late to the game to find the job that they're going to need to replace the free money. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, he said. Yeah. Again, I, I for the life of me, what is the motivation? Is it just that they're authoritarianism and they that they're authoritarians and they want to force you to do what they say so the next time around they can manipulate you easier? Or is it something more nefarious than that? Is somebody um, somebody's making big bucks off of every vaccine that uh, is administered? But why won't they look at the immunities that come, the natural immunities that come from having had coronavirus? That's never in the equation from these progressives. Hey, we're going to take a time out and we get back. Big news from the Supreme Court. Uh, of course, we had a best of program on Thursday, so we didn't get to the story. But uh, this is a huge story for pro-lifers. We'll get to it when we get back. News and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women, deadly to his enemies, a legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Welcome back in and uh, 22 minutes after the top of the hour. Uh, Take a look at your Labor Day weekend forecast. Looks perfect. Highs will be in the low to mid-80s, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Low overnight in the mid-50s to uh, mid-60s. And uh, basically zero chance of rain. So it is a perfect weekend forecast for your Labor Day holiday. Uh, By the way, we will be off on Monday, back again on Tuesday. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row, Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. The number to call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville, 252-752-4653, and uh, it will be perfect golf weather this weekend. Want to find out how to play? Go talk to John LaMonica, one of the best golf instructors probably in the state. Good guy, friendliest guy you'll ever meet. Give him a call, 252-752-4653, and he does know golf. So after the House Armed Services Committee voted on Wednesday to require women to register for the military draft, Representative Chip Roy from Texas, who has a young daughter of his own, blasted the Democrats and a couple of Republicans who voted for the amendment, issuing a long Twitter thread and concluding, quote, all of D.C., all of it can go straight to hell. 
During late-night deliberations on the committee's annual defense policy bill, lawmakers voted 35 to 24 to adopt an amendment from Representative Chrissy Houlihan from uh, Pennsylvania to expand registration for the Selective Service Beyond Men, Politico reported on Wednesday, adding, if the provision remains in the defense bill and passes the House floor, the change has a high chance of becoming law. The Senate Armed Services Committee adopted a similar provision in its defense bill, which awaits a floor vote. By the way, the public opinion for this uh, does not favor those who voted for it. Overwhelmingly, I think it was like four to one, women uh, were opposed to drafting females. And uh, you know, people remember these kind of things. And if you think they're not going to forget it, just wait till, if, if this passes, just wait till it's enacted. The First and Freedom is reporting the Senate Judiciary Committee has given its approval to North Carolina House Bill 264. That's the Emergency Powers Accountability Act, bringing it one step closer to a veto override showdown of how much one pa- one person can have during an emergency. I, I, I won't go into detail, but again, the uh, House Bill 264 would basically allow the governor to have very short-term emergency authorization, which then needs to go to the Council of State, which is, again, short-term, which then needs to go to the full uh, North Carolina legislature. Well, right now, we've got a governor who is quoted saying, we're in an emergency, you've got to follow my orders for 18 months. I don't think so, Gov. And he will veto this bill. Even though he's leaving office, he's, you know, he's got to have the power. SuperGov. The Bladen County political operative at the center of the 2018 congressional election scandal will serve six months in federal prison. McCray Dallas learned his sentence uh, yesterday on charges of theft of government property and Social Security fraud. Dallas must also pay 8500 in restitution as a part of his sentence. The 65-year-old Dallas defrauded the Social Security Administration by concealing his work and income while receiving monthly benefits payment, according to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Dallas, who had first sought federal disability benefits in 2013, applied for Social Security retirement benefits in 2018. That was the same year as the controversial 9th District Congressional election that thrust his name into the North Carolina headlines. When applying for the new benefits, Dallas stated that he did not expect to work in 2018 and had not worked in the two years preceding his application. According to the news release, Dallas received retirement benefits through November of 2018. Dallas was required to report certain events to the Social Security Administration, including change in his work activity, income, and resources. So he broke the law in terms of election fraud, but... um, They got him on uh, Social Security fraud. So he will go to uh, jail for six months, pay $8,500. I I have a hard time believing that $8,500 is actually more than uh, what he received. But uh, Dallas McRae will be going to visit the big house. So earlier this week, the Supreme Court allowed a Texas law that bans most abortions to remain in force for now 
And, of course, this will mean most women in Texas. And basically, here's the deal. It's it's a law that says, uh, and was signed by Governor Abbott in May, it prohibits abortions once medical professionals can detect cardiac activity, the baby's heartbeat, which is usually around six weeks. So unless a woman is taking the morning-after pill after she's on the horizontal shuffle um if if otherwise she's not gonna know she's pregnant right i mean six weeks is approximately the time when you would first discover hmm okay i didn't have my cycle this month so let me double check and that's gonna be around six weeks if the baby's heartbeat is discovered then you can't have an abortion well um i think this is great the supreme court has said on this particular law, they allowed it to remain in force. Now, the pro-abortion folks thought that, okay, the Supreme Court under Ruth Bader Ginsburg has always struck down these laws, these bills. And uh, in this particular one, they thought it would happen again. They appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said no. Um, we're going to let it st- uh, stay. The high court's order declining to halt the Texas law came just before midnight on Wednesday. The majority said uh, bringing the case had those bringing the case had not met the high burden required for a stay of the law. Uh, not surprising, you had three liberals that voted against the law. Sonia Sotomayor was one of those, and she called it a stunning decision and that a majority of justice have opted to bury their heads in the sand. You had Stephen Breyer, you had Elena Kagan, and uh, guess who Guess who voted with them? Chief Justice John Roberts. Yeah. He uh, always seems to be on the wrong side of these issues. Just saying. Now, what's interesting about this is yesterday, in the daily press briefing, this, this Supreme Court, this is cut one, uh, Clark, the Supreme Court decision came up in the press briefing, and a reporter asked Jen Psaki about Biden's support for abortion, and the Texas law was the impetus that brought it up, but asked again about Biden's support for abortion being in conflict with his Catholic faith. Jen Psaki was asked about this inconsistency. Jobs in August. Uh, that's that's the other one. That's uh, the Jen Psaki one is uh, the other cut. Do you not have that? Why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Why does the president, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions, uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we've got to move on. I think we have to move on. You've had plenty of time today. Go ahead. Okay. And some, some think about this. Uh, liberals cannot even keep track of their political correctness garbage. 
So the reporter who questioned Jen Psaki was Owen Jensen, a male. He works for uh, EWTN, which is a Catholic news outlet. And he's, he's asking about the inconsistency. And, of course, Psaki gets all high and mighty and points out to Jensen, I know that you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. Whoa, wait a minute, Jen. How do you know he's never been pregnant? I mean, how do you know that? I mean, right now, the thing to do is we're going to call pregnant people birthing persons. How dare she assume Owen Jensen has never been pregnant? I mean, that's all we've heard from Biden, Pelosi, Chucky Schumer, Saki, that men can be pregnant and give birth, right? Ben Shapiro tweets, how does she know this male-identifying reporter has never faced those choices or that he's never been pregnant? Some men have been pregnant. I've been reliably informed of this by the Biden administration. Dinesh D'Souza, press secretary, hashtag Jen Psaki, snaps to a male reporter that he's never been pregnant. Isn't she up to date with the woke ideology according to which any person can become pregnant? Get with the program! What a bigot Jitsaki is. How dare she? I mean, good night. Can we not get your facts straight? It's, it's hilarious that even the libs, even the progressives that put out this nonsense, the sheer, utter nonsense, they know it's a lie. They know it's a fabrication. Oops, she accidentally spoke the truth. She's going to be in trouble for this. Hypocrisy aside, Saki did not answer the question. I mean, what is what is Joe? I mean, yeah, the very first day that Jen Saki had her first press briefing, one of the things she talked about was his how Joe Biden is this devout Catholic. He, it, the The question on the first day was about the Hyde Amendment and the Mexico policy. Uh, you know, both those things deal with the funding of abortion, the Hyde Amendment, federal funding of domestic abortion, the Mexico policy. Uh, Mexico City policy is the uh, funding of abortion in other countries. And Jen Psaki's answer that, well, I have, I'll have to get around to you on that. But she also said uh, how Joe Biden is just this devout Catholic. You can't have it both ways, Jen and Joe. <laughs> but don't you know, Jen? Men can become pregnant. That's what you and your boss have been telling us now for seven months. Did you hear Candace Owen went in to uh, get a uh, coronavirus test in Colorado? And uh, she was sent a letter by Aspen Laboratories, the co-founder of Aspen Laboratories, Susanna Lee, informing her that she was being canceled, the cancel culture. She was being denied service because of both her aversion to governmental face mask mandates and her analysis of the effectiveness of vaccination shots. We cannot support anyone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading misinformation, politicizing and discouraging the wearing of masks and actively dissuading people from receiving life-saving vaccinations, she wrote. Oh, and Fauci has not been politicizing this? Uh, and not only that, but I don't think, I, I, I don't know of any conservatives 
that have tried to dissuade people from receiving the vaccinations. Conservatives have said, it's your choice. And they've been against mandating individuals having to get the vaccination. They're not anti-vaxxers. They're just say, hey, this is your choice. You want to get a vaccination? Go get a vaccination. Absolutely. If you pr- And I, that's how I feel. If you feel like this is what you want to do, go for it. I have no problem with that. But don't have the government forcing you. Candace Owens on Tucker Carlson last night, he noted that it has not been unusual for Americans to be singled out or punished or denied services if you're a conservative and you're going against the PC crowd. But uh, as far as he can remember, this is the first case of an American citizen being denied medical treatment on that basis. But stop and think about the ridiculousness of this. And uh, again, the 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 fact that the, these folks don't make sense, that their political agenda is inconsistent. They tell us that they want us to get texted texts. They want us to get tested, vaccinated and wear a mask to protect others. So while this woman thinks she's harming Candace Owen, by the way, Candace Owen says, I didn't really want to necessarily get a test. But uh, since in certain liberal territories, you can't breathe or eat if you're not tested or vaccinated or masked, I want to get a test. But they say, okay, you got to have this stuff to protect others. And then Candace Owen is denied. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say you're being a little hypocritical there, lady. Hey, let's take another time out. Stay with us. Um, by the way, the select committee on the January 6th investigation, um, there's some trouble in paradise there, especially for two members of that committee. We'll tell you why when we get back. Confused. Cutting through the confusion. Why are they forcing the vaccine on people at all? News and views. Should I get it? Should I not get it? To bring you clarity and certainty. I am just, I'm tired of it. I'm losing trust in all of it. Now back to news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Town Hall is reporting on a story that we talked about earlier this week. That was the phone call between Joe Biden and Afghan uh, President Ghani and how he, Joe Biden, wanted Ghani to do certain things that the perception would be such that uh, that they were really doing well in the fight against the terrorists in, in Afghanistan. And President Biden said, you know, there'll be certain perks in here for you if you do what we say. And if you don't, there'll be certain problems. Uh, yeah, this is sounding really familiar because it's what they impeached Donald Trump on, right? Uh, What's interesting about this is this story, which you heard about here earlier this week, and obviously certain conservative outlets have been covering it, but what is the other part of the story is the fact that CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, since Reuters broke this story originally on Tuesday, those outlets have not mentioned this story once. Not one second of coverage. 
by CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC. Fake news. You know, fake news is not only saying things that's not true, but it's also when you don't cover things that are pretty obvious. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Wow. Yeah, this is this is exactly what they uh, impeached Donald Trump on. Joe Biden, no big deal. Town Hall's reporting fellow Republicans may have found their limit when it comes to the latest move from Liz Cheney, who, along with Adam Kinzinger, sits on the, quote, select committee to investigate January 6th. The two are the only Republicans on the committee, both have them being appointed by Pelosi, and uh, they seem to have solidified their image as rhinos. The last straw seems to have been when Liz Cheney has accepted the position on Tuesday to be the vice chair of the committee. The infighting cuts deep, as Emily Brooks of the Washington Examiner writes, now Republicans are fuming at the moves from the committee that signals it will seek Republican lawmakers' records from phone and social media companies. Yeah, talk about Big Brother. I mean, this is being debated. Remember Ron Paul was just debating this and Rand Paul was debating this just a couple of years ago, a few years back, about how government agencies could uh, listen in and uh, find out certain transcripts. Well, now they're saying that this committee will go to private companies and say, give us the phone records of these people so we can investigate. And we're talking about members of Congress. Kevin McCarthy on Tuesday warned the companies if they turn over information, there will be a Republican majority and we will not forget, we will hold you accountable, which I hope he does. Because all too often when this kind of stuff happens, they, they'll, they'll give you the threats, but when actually the rubber meets the road, ah, well, let's bygones be bygones. What's the big deal? Cheney, Liz Cheney appeared to respond to McCarthy's uh, threat in her statement on Tuesday, quote, we owe it to the American people to investigate everything that led up to and transpired on January 6th. We will not be deterred by threats or attempted obstruction, and we will not rest until our task is complete. Have you gone and talked to all the people who told Nancy Pelosi there's going to be issues on the January 6th and Pelosi refused to call in for extra help, extra protection, that she ignored the warnings? Are you going to talk to those people? Are you going to seek their records? Are you going to seek Nancy Pelosi's records? A letter from Andy Biggs, the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, noted it would be amended to add the following text after Rule 1B. Any member of the conference who accepts a committee assignment or serves on a committee without a recommendation to the conference of the Republican Steering Committee or the Republican leader shall immediately cease to be a member of the committee. Now, that is, that's how the Republican Party operates. And both Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger were put on this committee. Now, if you remember, Jim Jordan was one of the members that uh, Kevin McCarthy was going to put on the committee. He and who was the other conservative? I can't remember whose name was, but there was two. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, I'm not going to seat them. So Kevin McCarthy said, well, we're not going to have anybody on the committee. 
Then Nancy Pelosi comes back and says, well, I want Liz Cheney. I'm going to appoint Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger to be a part of the committee. Well, again, Andy Biggs brings up this point that according to our caucus rules, any member of the conference who accepts a committee assignment or serves on a committee without the recommendation to the conference of the Republican steering committee or the Republican leader shall immediately cease to be a member of the committee. So either get off the committee or lose your chairmanship and committee assignments. In other words, take away any of the uh, privileges they have as a member of Congress if you're not going to follow the ground rules. I agree. Good job, Andy Biggs. So impeaching Joe Biden. Yeah, we're between a rock and a hard place. Come on, man. No, I know. Joe, you were smart when you picked a real loser for your VP. <laughs> I mean, you're smart. I mean, hand it, hand, give, give him, give him kudos. I mean, he knew that if I, it's the same reason that Obama picked Joe, right? You know, Obama picked Joe Biden to be his running mate because they, he knew that if vi- he was the vice president, Obama would be safe. Nothing, no harm would come to him. No one would want to impeach him because we'd have to put up with Joe. Well, Joe learned well. He picked, yeah, that's who he picked. Pick Kamala. I'm speaking. And now no one wants to impeach Joe because of who's in the wings. You having a good time, Joe? Uh, Unfortunately, President Trump, he is having a good time, but the rest of us are uh, pretty. He is a sick puppy. Yeah, indeed. Um, But nonetheless, there is talk amongst some Republicans of trying to impeach Joe, but they, they don't have the votes. I mean, it's not going to happen. But Joe Biden's pregnant pregnancy. <laughs> President. <laughs> well, listen, they said they said men can become pregnant. Who knows? Can old men become pregnant? Uh, yeah, Joe Biden's presidency is collapsing, according to Red State. It's not just foreign policy. Inflation have is getting worse. COVID is getting worse. Uh, but the Afghanistan thing is really bad. That's, that's what we're happening. Um, but you've had, in the last 36 hours, you've had four polls come out, all of them, point to the fact that Joe Biden's approval is well underwater. NPR PBS poll has Joe's approval rating at 43%. The Emerson poll has, and this is the highest, at 46%. Rasmussen has his approval rating at 42%. Um, also, the ABC Washington Post poll has him at 44%. So you have four polls out there. The best number he's got is a approval rating of 46%. The good news is if we can have a fair election, the Democrats in the House and the Senate are going to get shellacked. Now, I know it's, it's more than a year away. It's a year from November. They wouldn't actually be seated until a year from next January. But uh, it's setting up to not be a good situation for uh, Cousin Eddie and the Dems. That's the good news. Hey, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. I'll be right back.
job, Mr. President. It's a great job we're doing. What, what, what we're doing is, it's, uh... This Labor Day, remember... No, sir, I meant you're doing a great job. Very poor job. Look, we're creating jobs with this plan. Our job is to keep you informed. It's a good plan, sir. With what you need to know. It's, uh, people, they blame mad about the, uh... You having a good time, Joe? Absolutely not. Your job approval, it's... It's good. Now back to News and Views on 96.3 and 103.7. So USA Today was reporting that it was fake news that President Biden was looking at his watch during the ceremonies at Dover Air Force Base and uh, that that didn't happen. They're, They're checking facts guru, a guy named Daniel Funk, was uh, came out and said, no, no, he didn't check his watch until after the dignified ceremonies were over. This was in USA Today. Would it matter? And what well, it would no, it would have been just as bad even Correct. after it was over. But there was such an outrage, especially from Gold Star families. I mean, universally, people were outraged and came at this guy Daniel Funk and USA Today. And guess what? They actually had to put in a retraction. They had to have an oops. Uh, yeah, it was not fake news. What was fake news was uh, what you tried to push. And, and look, listen, this, this ought to be a great lesson that the American people can push back on the, the news services. Let your voices be heard. Now, I, I know if you were to do that with some of the media outlets, you'd be, you know, on the phone and Twitter and everything else 24-7 complaining about it. But uh, interesting that uh, they they actually backed out on their lies. Hey, remember John MacArthur? He is the pastor at Grace Community Church. Uh, During the shutdown back in um, probably December and January uh, earlier this year, there was uh, the, the L.A. County came in and tried to force him to shut down, and he said no. The church is essential, and we are not going to shut down. And they ended up, Grace Community Church ended up having to spend a lot of money on attorneys. Uh, well, earlier this week, the courts found that uh, the L.A. County did not have the right to do what they did, and Grace Community Church received a check, a settlement check, for $800,000 to cover their cost in attorney's fees. Jenna Ellis, who used to be with the Trump campaign, wrote, We're very pleased to see Pastor MacArthur and Grace Community Church's First Amendment protections fully vindicated in this case. It's been a hard-fought battle to preserve religious liberty, and we hope this result will encourage Californians and all Americans to continue to stand and realize, stand firm and realize that the church is essential. Hey, thanks for being with us. Continue to pray for America. Have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.